Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin daf Chaf Hey. We're starting the second line from the top, the last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Eloi Nishmas, Rasha Chayabas Tzvi. Her neshama should have an aliyah. Now we were in the middle of discussing Karpev. It may not be more than two beisa if it wasn't hukaf ladira, surrounded by mechitzas for dwelling purposes. However, if it was hukaf ladira, then it's allowed to be more than two beisa. Now the Gemara says Karpev yesterday beisusaim was more than two beisa. Shalai hukaf ladira wasn't hukaf ladira. Ubalamatai. Now he wants to minimize it so that it's less than two beisa. Miatai bilanes if he minimized it by plain trees in there and that took up a significant amount of space loy havamit that's not considered minimizing it because it's a normal thing to have trees in a karpef if he built a pillar there that was 10 high and 4 wide havamit that's considered a proper miat and if that actually took away the amount of space that he needed to be removed from this karpef then now he's allowed to carry it even though it wasn't mukafadira if this post is less than 3 tfakim wide loy havamit that's not a valid miat because that's not anything chashav if it's anywhere between 3 and Four, Rabba Amar Rabba says Havamit, that's a valid meat. Rava Amar, Lavamit, that's not considered minimizing your carpet. Rabba Amar Havamit, he says it is valid, because now it's more than three Tfachim and it's taken out of the status of Lavid, so it's considered something somewhat Chashiv. Rava Amar, he says Lavamit, Kimidlai Havamakim Dalid, since it's not four Tfachim wide, like Chashiv, it's not considered Chashiv. We know that something that's four Tfachim is considered Chashiv, however, if it's less than that, then it's not Chashiv. Now the Gemara is going to be stepping away for a moment from the discussion of trying to minimize too large of a carpet, and we're going to be discussing a Karpif, which is still going to be too large. However, it was originally surrounded with mechitzas that were not with intention for Dira, and now you want to make brand new mechitzas that are with intention for Dira, and that's going to be permitted even if it's larger than two beisa. Now the Gemara says, You distanced yourself four tfachim from the existing wall, and then you made brand new mechitzas with the intention that they were going to be for Dira. That helps. If you're less than three tfachim away from the original wall, it doesn't help because that's called mechitza al gabi mechitza. One mechitza on top of or right next to the original one and that's not considered a valid mechitza and we're going to see more about that in the Gemara soon. Megimel v'adalid, if he was anywhere between three and four tfachim away from the original wall, Rabba Amr, he says, Hayal, that helps. Rabba Amr, Enemayal, it doesn't help. Rabba Amr, Hayal, it does help. Because now he's added the realm of Lavid, he's more than three tfachim and therefore it's considered a chashiv and it's a proper separate mechitza. Rabba Amr, he says, Enemayal, it doesn't help. Since he didn't distance four tfachim, that's not considered a chashiv and we know that makim dalid is something Thing that's chashev. Rav Shimi Masni Lakula, he learns this whole discussion Lakula that if it's in between three and four, everyone would agree that that's valid mechitza, and their whole machlekes is if it's less than three. And now we're back to our discussion that we started the Gemara off with. If we're trying to minimize too large of a karpef, the Gemara says, Toch by tit. Let's say he slathered on some cement or clay to the existing wall, and this clay or cement that he had placed on could technically stand on its own. Once it dries, if you remove the original wall, you would have this little cement clay wall. If it's able to stand on its own, then that's considered a valid meat. If it can't stand on its own, and the only way it's able to stand is by being attached to the original wall, Rabba Amar Rabba says, have a meat, that's still a valid meat. Rabba Amar, lay have a meat. Rabba Amar, have a meat, that's a valid meat. Because right now it is standing, even though it's attached to the original wall, it doesn't really make a difference if it needs to be attached to the wall, since it's standing, that's considered a valid meat. Rabba Amar, he says, lay have a meat. Since it can't stand on its own, like Klomu, so it's not really anything, and it's considered secondary to that original wall, and it's not really considered a separate mechitza. And now the Gemara is going to talk about another case. The karpif that we're going to be discussing is way bigger than Tusa, and in the middle, there's a tail, which we know is a mound that has the status of a mechitza. He built his own mechitza in proximity to the tail with the intention of Dira. And the Gemara says, If he distanced himself for Tfachim away from this tail, and then he built his mechitza, that helps because that new mechitza is considered, then now this entire thing is mukafadira, and you're allowed to carry in it, even though it's more than two 
Kaisa. Pachzimigimel, if he distances himself less than three Tvachim away from this mound, Ayel Svasatel, where he built his Mechitza on top of the mound. Rav Chizrev Hamnuna, they argue. Chadam Ramon says, Hayel, this will still help. But Chadam Ramon it doesn't help. And again, this is a discussion of Mechitza, Gab Mechitza, when you have one Mechitza on top of or right next to another, is that considered a valid Mechitza? And the Gemara says, Tis time Rav Chizda Amr Hayel, let's say it's Rav Chizda is the one that's of the opinion, the Mechitza Gab Mechitza is valid. Ditmar, we have a memra. You make a mechitza on top of another one or right next to it. Amr Rav Chizda, B'Shabbos Hayl. It helps in regards to Hilchas Shabbos that's considered valid mechitza. But when we're talking about the Nechasim, the possessions of a convert, of a ger, then he's not going to acquire them, he's not going to be kind to them. Now, when a ger dies and he has no one to inherit him, so his possessions become ownerless. Hefker, the first person that makes a chazak in the land, becomes the owner. A valid chazak is something that creates either a change or an improvement of sorts to the land. So if someone came and built this type of mechitza, a mechitza, a gabi mechitza, in the land of the ger, with the intention of being kind of it, it's completely useless. And if someone else comes and makes the proper chazaka, then the second one is kind of it. But we see over here that Rav Chizit's of the opinion that mechitza gab mechitza in regards to Shabbos is valid. The Gemara continues, Rav Sheshazamar, he argues, and he says, even in regards to Shabbos, it doesn't help. This time, so we have a proof that this is the opinion of Rav Chizda. The Gemara continues, Amr Rav Chizda, umaydli Rav Sheshaz, Rav Sheshaz will agree to me, Shem Asa Mechitza Al Hatel, that if we're talking about Mechitza Gad Mechitza, that he had placed one Mechitza on top of the other, so it's on top of the mound, Shahail, that that is a valid Mechitza. My time, oh why? Hailu Ba'avra Mechitza Salyanus Hudar. Since if he was dwelling on top of the mound, he would only be using the Mechitzas that now were built on top of the mound, so those are considered valid Mechitzas even for the people that are living in the area below the mound. So Rav Sheshaz would agree to that Shita. And the Gemara continues, According to the people that argue and they say is not valid, so what about if the original is sunk into the ground? Let's say this tail, this mound sunk into the ground, or if we had built a wall on top of another wall and the original wall sunk into the ground, and the only mechitzas that are left are the upper new ones. Mahu, what's the halacha? So the Gemara asks, Lamai, in regards to what are you asking the question? If we're talking about trying to make a chazaka in the land of a ger, this is the halacha that Yirmi Abira taught us. To Amr Yirmi Abira, he said, Amr Rav Yehuda, in the name of Yehuda, a person threw a lefes, a turnip, into a hole in the ground of a ger, and he's trying to make a chazaka over there because he's trying to plant something, which is an improvement in the land. And then another Jew came, and he dug a little bit in the land of the ger. Basra Kani, the second Jew is going to be kind of the land. Kamala Kani, the first one that had thrown this lefes inside, he is not going to be kind of it. My time, why not? Bidna Deshada, because at the moment that he planted this turnip, like a Shavach, so it hasn't improved the land at all because he just planted a turnip, but nothing happened. And Kika Shivcha, and then when it actually does grow, and so therefore there will be a Shavach for the land, Melkam Shavcha, that's happening on its own, and he didn't do anything. All he did was plant something in an existing hole, so he didn't actually accomplish any sort of improvement or change in the land of the Ger. So that's why the second guy is going to be kind of it, and not the first guy. So to over here with these mechitzas, when he built them, he didn't actually change or improve the land at all, and only once the wall sank is there technically a change or an improvement, but that happened on its own. So of course he's not going to be kind of it. And the Gemara continues, Velayin Shabbos. So what are you going to say? Then in regards to Shabbos, this should be a valid mechitza. We already know that. Have mechitza nasbe Shabbos. This is a mechitza that was done on Shabbos. Vitani, we have a brayso. Call mechitza nasbe Shabbos. Any mechitza that was created on Shabbos, bein b'shagig, bein b'mezid, shma mechitza is a valid mechitza. The Gemara asks, Lavit Marla, didn't we say on that? Amar of Nachman, Loishanu El Lizrei. That's only considered a valid mechitza in regards to the isser of throwing something from Rosh Rabim to behind this mechitza. It's not a valid mechitza to carry behind it. The Gemara says, no, that's not a question. Ki itmar, the Rav Nachman, this whole memory of Rav Nachman that we're being machmir, that's amazed itmar. That was said, if you build the mechitza, be so then we're going to be machmir on him and say it's considered a valid mechitza that you're not allowed to throw.
wrote something from Roshis Rabim to behind it. However, if it wasn't done b'mezid, it was done b'shaygeg, so then it's a valid mechitza for everything. And this too here would be a valid mechitza. So we have an answer to our question. And now the Gemara brings a story about trying to be kinder than a chasm of a ger that had died. Ha'hi itza. There was a woman. She made one mechitza on top of another with an chasm of a ger. She had intent to try to be kona his nechasim. Asa hu gavra. A fellow came along. Rafak paporta. He dug a little bit in this land. Asa kamei Rav Nachman. This person came in front of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman established the property of the ger in this person's hands and not in the hands of the woman. Asa see now she came because Afcha kamei and she was screaming in front of Rav Nachman saying this is not fair. I was the one that made the chazaka first, not him. So Amalai told her, "My Avalach, what do you want me to do for you? You didn't make chazaka like the normal way people did. You tried to make one mechitza on top of another, and that's not valid. Therefore, you lost out, and the second guy was really the one that was kainet. And now back to too large of a karpef. Karpef base shalish, a karpef that was three saw big, the kir by base saw, and he roofed one saw of it. So do we look at this as two separate karpefs, one which is two saw, one which is one saw, and therefore it would be valid or not? Rabbi Amar Rabba says, Avri Keruya Miyasrai. The space, Avir literally means air, but over here in this Gemara it means space. The space of the roofed area is now going to be added on to the non roofed area, and it's going to be too much, and therefore will be Asr to carry in here. Rabbi Zeir Amar, and he says, Ain't Avri Keruya Miyasrai. The roofed space is not going to be added on, and therefore it's not going to be too much, and we're going to have two separate carpets over here, and it's going to be mutter to carry in both of them. The Gemara says, Lema Rabbi Rabbi Zeir, plucked Rabbi Shmuel commitically. Let's say the Rabbi and Rabbi Zeir argue in the same achlek as the Rabbi. And Shmuel are arguing it. We have a patio area that's inside a bika, which is a field. So we have a very large field, which is Asr to carry in. It's either a Carmelis or it's a Rosh Hashanah. And then he had made some sort of patio area. He had four poles at the corners of the Achsadra and he had placed a roof over it. So Rav Amarav says, He's allowed to carry in this entire patio area. You're only allowed to carry for four Amas because we know that in the Carmelis or Rosh Hashanah, you're limited to carrying within four Amas. Rav Amarav, you're allowed to carry in the whole thing, I'm reading P. Ticker Yard Visaisim. We're going to apply P. Ticker Yard Visaisim, and therefore we're going to look at this roofed patio as if the edges of the roof are going down, sealing it in as its own little Rosh Hashayachid. You're only allowed to carry within four Amas because we don't say P. Ticker, and therefore this entire area is one area, and it doesn't make a difference that we have a patio that has a roof on it in the middle of the field. It's all considered like one large Carmelis or Rosh Hashayachid. So the Gemara Chafayam and Bez on the top says, If this roofed part of the carpet was actually made, like this patio, Hachinami, you're 100% right that it would be the same Achlaikis. Hachamai Skinun, but what are we talking about over here with this roofed carpef, Dov the Kirazila? It was made with a slanted roof, and no one would apply Pitek or Yard Visaisem, so therefore it's not the same Achlaikis. And Omar Abzair, Abzair says, Umadina, I'll agree to you, the Karpef Shinifritz Mumloyal Chatzar, that a Karpef that's completely broken open into a Chatzar, we had a similar case with two Chatzars, one that was big, one that was small, and the wall in between them fell down, so this is a very similar idea. We have a Karpef that's opened into a Chatzar, the wall fell down, that's going to be usher to carry in that carpet. My time, why? Since the space of the chutzer now added to the carpet is going to make it more than two base saw, so now it's going to be usher to carry in the carpet. The Gemara says, He asks, Can space that used to be mutter to this area now make it usher? Meaning, before this wall had fallen down in between the carpet and the chutzer, it was completely mutter to carry in between the carpet and the chutzer, and there was no isser. Now that the wall fell down, all of a sudden, this 
Chatzar is going to make the Karpif Asr? That doesn't make sense. Amalei Abai. Abai tells Rabbi Yosef, Kiman, according to whom is your question? Kreb Shimon, according to Kreb Shimon, that you're usually allowed to carry freely in between a Chatzar and a Karpif and vice versa, and therefore you're bothered. How could it be that we had a relationship between the Chatzar and the Karpif, which used to be a Mutter one, and now it's Asr? So you can't understand how could that be? Rabbi Shimon Nami, even according to Rabbi Shimon himself, this would be Asr. Why? Because because we also have to in the space where the actual Mechitza was. Now that this Mechitza had fallen down, that extra space actually adds on enough to the Karpev, then now the Karpev is going to be more than two Beisah, and you're not going to be allowed to carry in it without needing the Cheshbon of the Chatzar in here. So therefore, you don't have a question at all. And how do I know this? The Amr of Chizra. Of Chizra says, Karpev shenifritz b'mlayel Chatzar. A Karpev that's completely broken open into a Chatzar. Chatzar mutaris, it's motor to carry in the Chatzar, the Karpev Asr. And it's Asr to carry into the Karpev. Now we have to focus over here, because of Chizra told us a very specific halacha. He only told us halacha in regards to a Karpev that's broken open into a Chatzar. You're allowed to carry in the Chatzar, but you're not allowed to carry in the Karpev. And he didn't say it the other way around. And we say, Chatzar, my time, Mutaris, why is it permitted to carry in the Chatzar in this case? This like Yipufi, because it has sections of wall in it. Remember, when we have this Karpev, which is smaller, which is being opened into the Chatzar, which is larger. So if you're standing in the Chatzar, and you're looking at this broken down wall in between you and the Karpev, so there's still going to be small sections of wall on the left and right hand side, because since the Chatzar is larger than the Karpev, it still has a little bit of the wall remaining. The only part of the wall that had fallen down was the part of the Karpev that opens into the Chatzar. So Abaye says, is that the reason why you're telling me you're allowed to carry in the Chatzar and not in the Karpev? Well, that can't be, says Abaye, because sometimes it might be the exact opposite. It's possible that the Karpev is going to be wider than the Chatzar, and then when the wall of the Chatzar and the Karpev falls down, so the Karpev is technically going to still have Mechitzas, and you should be allowed to carry in the Karpev and not in the Chatzar. But that's not where Rav Chizda told us. And Rashi explains that what Abaye is asking on Rav Yosef is that if the whole Chiddush of Rav Chizda is just to tell us that when the smaller one is broken open into the larger one, you're still allowed to carry in the larger one because it has these kipufe, these sections of wall. So then he didn't need to tell us that you're allowed to carry in the chutzr and not in the karpev. He could have set up the case differently that the karpev was wider than the chutzr and he could have told us you're allowed to carry in the karpev and not in the chutzr. Why do Rav Chizda choose to tell us a chiddish that you're not allowed to carry in the karpev and you are allowed to carry in the chutzr? So Rav Yasef continues, It must be that we say, that sometimes the space that the mechitzos take up, that's going to be added onto the karpev, and therefore you're not going to be allowed to carry in it. However, sometimes the space that the mechitzos take up is not going to add onto the karpev, and therefore you would still be allowed to carry in the karpev. So going back to the memory of Rav Chizda in the Gemara, karpev shenifretz b'mloyel chatzar. If we have a karpev that's broken open into a chatzar, chatzar muteres for karpev aser, the chatzar is muter to carry in, but not the karpev. That's because the space that the walls took up, they added onto the space of the karpev. Now it's more than two beisal, and you're not allowed to carry in it. However, if it was vice versa, if the chatzar was smaller than the karpev, and the karpev has mechitzas, even if the mechitzah that had fallen down in between the chatzah and the karpev made the karpev too big, since there's still mechitzahs for the karpev, you would still be allowed to carry there. That's why Chizda very carefully picked his case, that the chatzah's mutter and the karpev is aser, and this is the scenario that we have to count the avir of the mechitzahs, the space of the mechitzahs, and that's the chiddush that we learn from here, that even the space that the mechitzahs take up could aser a karpev if they fall down.
And I think Mark with another case, who Bustana there was an orchard, which for all intents and purposes is a karpif. that it backed up to the wall of a palace, that the fourth wall that was surrounding this orchard was the back wall of a very large house, a mansion, a palace, however you want to describe it. And Rashi tells us that when they had built this back wall of the palace, they had done it with intention, Ladira, because they're obviously living in this palace, and therefore that's considered like this entire orchard is also Mukaf Ladira, because the last wall that surrounded this orchard also was for the purposes of Dira. So you'd be allowed to carry in this entire orchard. And the Gemara says, Now this back wall, this outer wall of the palace fell down. So Sovereign Abibi Lamemer, Abibi wanted to say, We can still rely on the inner wall of this palace, meaning on one of the inner walls that is still technically protecting this orchard, and we would still be allowed to carry in this orchard because it would still be considered Mukafladira. So Amalir Puppy or Puppy told him, Since they come from a place that's cut off, you say things that are cut off. What does that mean? Rabbi Barbai was a descendant of Eli Akain. The descendants of Eli had gotten cursed that they were going to die young. Hence the terminology, Mulai cut off. So our Papa's telling Rabbi that he's also saying something that is, so to speak, cut off, meaning that what he's saying is wrong. And Rapapi explains himself, Those mechitzas were made for the inside. They were made for the people that are dwelling inside this palace. They weren't made for the outside. They weren't made for the orchard at all. Therefore, you would not be allowed to carry in this orchard anymore because the only mechitza that was made Ladira has fallen down. And another case about a karpif. There was this abvarnaka that the Rish Galusa had in his orchard. Now this abvarnaka is a word used to describe a comfortable sitting area made by the wealthy underneath the tree that provided a lot of shade. This was to provide themselves with an area to relax in and to escape the heat. This area had benches and places to sit and it might even have been surrounded by some mechitzas. To Amr Leila Rav Huna Barchenina, the Rish Galusa told Rav Huna Barchenina, I want you to do something to fix it up, that tomorrow we can go and eat bread there, meaning we could take our Shabbos Suda and eat it underneath the tree. Now the people of the Rish Galusa's house wanted to be able to carry freely from their house all the way to the sitting area. However, the sitting area is located inside a karpef, which was too big. So he lined this pathway from the house all the way to the sitting area with poles that were within three tefachim of each other. So in essence, he made mechitzas along the pathway from the house to the tree and therefore it's permitted to carry in that area. Azul Rava, Rava went, he pulled out all these poles because he held that you don't need to have any sort of tikkun done. It's much to carry in this entire orchard because since you have the sitting area there, that's like a little mini base dira and therefore the entire orchard is much to carry in. And Azul Rav Papa, Rav Huna, Braid Rav Yeshua, they were Talmidim of Rava, Niktinui Basre, they went and they took these poles after he left the area so that now no one can set up this mechitza afterwards. They really want to ensure that their Rebbe's shita was upheld. And Lamacha, the next day, Isra Ravina Rava, Ravina asks Rava on his shita, Irchadasha, if we have a brand new city, Maidin Lami Yishivasa, we start measuring the Erev of 2,000 Amas from where the last house is. The Yishana, an old city, Mechamasa, we start measuring it from the wall, not from the last house, meaning it's very possible that the last house of the old city could be a very significant distance before the wall. Nonetheless, we're going to measure the from the wall and onwards. And we say, what's considered a new city? What's an old city? Chadasha, new city is the first that had the wall surrounding a big area, and then they built the houses inside the area. So that's considered 
Hukov, Ulbasev, Yashav, and therefore these mechitzas aren't valid at all. Yashana, what's an old city? Yashva, Ulbasev, Hukva, that's when people first lived in an area and then they surrounded it with mechitzas. So these are considered valid mechitzas that were Hukov Lodira, so therefore we focus on the mechitza and not on the houses. Behainami, this orchard also, Ravina asks Rava, Kohukva, Ulbasev, Yashva, Dami. It's as if it first had mechitzas around it and then it was set up for dwelling because you only made the sitting area underneath the shady tree way after you had already surrounded this entire orchard with its outer walls and that's considered hukaf ulbasayf yashav and therefore this new sitting area underneath the tree shouldn't have any validity as a base dira and it should be considered like a classic case of a karpef that was hukaf ulbasayf yashav it's not mukaf dira and you should not be allowed to carry in it unless you make some sort of tikkun so why do you Rava think that it's mutter to carry in? We're going to end up the Gemara today with this question on Rava and tomorrow we're going to pick up with a further discussion of this abvarnaka whether or not it actually needs a special tikkun to carry in this area on Shabbos everyone should have a wonderful day